Hi, and welcome to the Off the Charts Football Podcast. I'm Mark Simon. Matt Manicharian will join me. He mentioned on Friday that we would have a special announcement today. So on that note, Matt, take it away. Thanks, Mark. We are excited to announce the return of the SIS Analytics Challenge. Last year, we had our inaugural competition where we shared some of our proprietary data and saw dozens of teams raise over $4,000 for the United Negro College Fund. This year, we're looking to more than double that. We will be sharing data on every route run and coverage scheme deployed during the 2020 NFL season. On top of that, instead of just one competition track, we will have two. The football analytics track asks, what were the most popular route combinations in the NFL in 2020? And which are the best against the different coverages? The brand new sports betting track will ask how much value should each quarterback and wide receiver have on the point spread with a little special emphasis on Patrick Mahomes and Julio Jones. I can't wait to see what the contestants come up with. And I'm even more excited to hit our goal of raising over $10,000 for the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Our guest judges will include NFL team employees, prominent media members, and even some NFL alumni. Last year, we raised a bunch of money for a good cause. We brought the community together around football analytics, and we even had two of our finalists go on to earn NFL jobs over the course of the past year. Andrew Rogan with the Baltimore Ravens and Zach Feldman, who spent the 2020 season with NFL Next Gen. On that note, let's introduce our special guest today, Zach Feldman. Zach, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, just to start, let's give a point of introduction here. You spent last season with NFL Next Gen. What was your work there like, and what was your typical day to day? I was on the the media side of the research team. You know, kind of the the analytics researcher working with um, Next Gen stats, summarized data with the tracking data, and so we are assisting anything on dot com, NFL Network, so, you know, some of the the game day shows on Sundays with you know different stories around the league trends, um, you know matchups for that week or looking towards next week kind of storylines throughout the season and, you know, kind of trying to take a little bit of the next step using that data while still allowing the the general public to, to have a grasp and not going too far over their head. That makes sense. So it's basically like uh, you're, you're really trying to focus on taking all of these different insights that's in, that are in the data being provided and kind of filtering them into what matters right now, this game that's on on Sunday or, or whatever else the case might be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, things like we can, you know, give them notes during during halftime or post game show with, um, you know, the the tracking data with auto generated things like air yards or routes run. You know, we we uh, incorporated the big data bowl competition, the, the model from the the, right. winner, the zoo for expected rushing yards. So we can start to look at things like that and start bringing a little bit more of the advanced side to the public in both a quick manner, but also in a effective like story driven manner so that they kind of understand what's going on yeah that's really cool i was uh i was talking to sis alumni keegan abdu uh who works over at next gen and he was talking to me about how some of the stuff came together in the super bowl about looking at different safety rollings one high safeties two high safeties and how that was affecting things i, I thought that stuff was tremendous before we pick your brain about last year's competition i'm curious to hear your snap reactions to this year's topics so let's start with the football side of football what are you excited to see about what the public can do with these route combinations? I could certainly see teams going in a few different directions with this. Where does your head go? Immediately, I'm pretty excited about this topic. I think it's a really cool topic to to cover. I know it was, I believe it was the the topic of the, the winner of the first big data bowl entry as well as different route combinations. And so I think being able to kind of put that data into the public's hands and see 
you know, we know passing is king. We know that, you know, quarterbacks are extremely valuable. Wide receivers matter a lot. But to actually start to dive down more and combine it with our, our knowledge of routes, our knowledge of coverages, and, and combine them and to see, like, kind of see how that, you know, what the best chess move is in, in terms of coverage tendencies, route combinations based on different receivers. So I think it's a really interesting topic. So we ended a second track this year, and our work is typically about what happens from a team perspective, but our data has a ton of value to fantasy players, sports better, sports books. So we included a question pertinent to that world to get that community involved. Zach, what do you expect us to learn from the question of how much various wide receivers and quarterbacks should affect the spread? I think that's actually going to be super interesting because I know that you know on the gambling side, you know, if you're if you're not really starting to dive into a, a player level model, you might not be particularly effective or plus EV. So being able to try to single out a specific wide receiver and say, like, you know, your number two receivers out, how does that actually affect the spread? You know, it's a lot easier to quantify the, the quarterback's value, but just saying, you know, we have our number two out, everyone kind of steps up the ladder one. So being able to see do they have someone effective that runs similar routes based on the, the coverages that the defense they're playing next week runs? Is it actually going to be a struggle? Or are they going to be able to fill that role specifically? So I think starting to get more into that matchup-based player-level analysis, I think, is, is going to be really interesting to see how you know what people come up with. Yeah, you bring up a great point that it's kind of obvious when you think about it in a quarterback. How good is your backup is what really matters. Right? We talk about value over replacement all the time. This spread question is is kind of sneakily not just about how good the player is, but it's also a little bit about how good their replacement is going to be. So I think you, you you hit the nail on the head right there. I'm very excited to see where that goes. I know there's been a lot of work done in the past that's shown kind of quarterbacks have value against the spread. In other positions, it's very hard to prove that they do. I think with better data, sometimes we, we get different answers than we might have seen in the past. So I'm curious to see what the teams come up with out there. Definitely think about defensive line techniques differently than I did last year around this time. Yeah, definitely. I think you, you de- like that's a good point about like it's easy to to find how many points a quarterback is worth towards the spread, but being able to single out one player from a position group is so much harder because the quarterback is the only person in that position group. So I, I agree with you a lot there. So one thing that I wanted to bring up here is just the idea that this isn't something that's just a gambling question. This is a general football question. And it's important because people want to know how many points is a quarterback worth? How many points is a wide receiver worth? So the studies that these people will do for this competition will help us get an answer for that. Circling back to the next gen, when you look at where next gen is now versus where it could be headed in the future, is there anything that really excites you there? Yeah, I mean, you know, so I started with them last year and even seeing how far they had come just from kind of paying attention to NFL media up until what I was actually able to do. It's kind of started out with what was this player's top speed and they popped that up on red zone or something. And that's kind of all they have. But now being able to see like win probability up there, being able to see things with routes or expected rushing yards, you know, in only a couple of years, that's a ton of progress. And I think we're going to continue to see those things moving forward. You know, I know this last big data bowl was focused on defense. And I think, you know, I know that the next gen team is working on adding in more stats for defensive players that we can start to quantify them better, but then also present that to the public better because it is really difficult to find something that the public understands that actually measures defense pretty well because it's just hard to measure defense even to begin with. So then even finding something that is even like you can communicate to people easily is really hard. 
Mark, I know you can definitely relate to that. Mark worked at ESPN for a long time before he came over to SIS. And even at, at, at both, I think in both jobs, you spend so much of your time trying to take all this complicated information that the teams are using and that we're really interested in, but then figuring out how to get the public to wrap their heads around it in, in, in a way that actually makes sense to them and it's not overwhelming. I remember I, I screenshotted a baseball game I was watching where they were showing OPS plus for the, for the and it, Mark, look. So it, it sounds like it's, it's the same thing there. It's like, okay, we've got expected rushing yards. How do I explain to somebody what that means? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just, we have so much more than what we can actually do. And we can try to like continue to pitch more. And it's hard to actually, you know, like you said, it, it takes longer than we would want to, but seeing how much we've grown in the last few years. We can say EPA now and not have to explain it like in full. Right, exactly. It's like we're kind of starting to see it move, you know, a little quicker than maybe I would have thought, you know, two or three years ago. So I think it's, you know, it's an exciting time. We're going to have a lot of interested job seekers in this competition. And you are now someone that has some experience in that world. What was the process like for you trying to get a job at NextGen? Yeah, so actually, Matt, you brought up Keegan before. So he's someone that I you know, kind of gotten to know just through Twitter, actually. And football and Twitter. Re- yeah, football <laughs> Twitter. It's, I mean, it's, it's a really great, great way to, to network without actually being in person anywhere. So I had reached out to him in May because I saw that there was posting on just some like out there jobs that I'd never even heard of. I was just kind of Googling like sports analytics jobs. And I saw, you know, I recognized it was like the title he had in his Twitter bio. So I reached out to him about it. And, you know, we had like a good phone chat about what the job was like. And then they ended up having an opening in August. So, you know, his superior reached out to me through LinkedIn because, you know, he had kind of crowdsourced a few different potential people to reach out to. So it was definitely a a non-traditional process of getting the job. But I think today's world especially within like a a sports or tech kind of setting it's starting to become more popular to kind of get a job in a a non-traditional way yeah no doubt about that i think that that's awesome that um it kind of came together like that for you i'm always telling pretty much anybody trying to get started in the football world uh you got to think about it like a basketball player shooters got to shoot you're gonna miss every shot you don't take so don't be ben simmons out there All right. When you think back on last year's competition, the prompt was evaluating the different defensive line positions, right? We gave all that really specific defensive line technique data. And kind of like this year's question about the route combinations is a little bit in the eye of the beholder. How do you see route combinations? How do you think about them? Do you think about them half field, full field, X, Y, and Z, West Coast, you know, whatever system you came from is going to shape the way you answer things a lot. We saw the same thing last year. And to me, that was one of the coolest things about it was seeing how some people thought about it just in terms of this is a defensive tackle. This is a, this is a defensive end. Um, and other people were really into, okay, what about is, is a four technique and a two technique actually more similar than either of them in a three technique and kind of looking at it that way. So thinking back to last year and, and, and obviously you were one of the finalists for that, what stands out in your mind about participating in the competition? Yeah. So I think like, like the, the big thing was getting like hands-on experience with like analytics combined with domain knowledge. And it's something that people always talk about, but it's hard to actually get that experience in a classroom setting or, you know, kind of a little bit more of that controlled environment that school brings. And so I think just being able to to think there is no box to think outside of. It's just like, you know, the world is your oyster in terms of how you want to classify positions, how you want to think about, is he actually making an impact even though he didn't get any stats on this play, but did he, you know, kind of like do his job or something like that. So I think 
you know, we were the one, the only finalist group that didn't have any like college football playing experience, I believe. So I think that was pretty cool from being able to like research the domain knowledge while going through the competition to get enough, you know, enough of that knowledge to, to put something together. And I think that was, that was pretty cool. And like you said, it, it's going to carry over into this competition. Like you need, you need some sort of either prior knowledge or working knowledge along with the project to make sure that you're, you're not missing anything or you're not missing selection bias or small sample sizes that problems could come up with if you didn't know as much about football at a deeper level. You said it right there. The best football analysts always come at it from a way that makes sense for football teams. When you work for a team, you don't get the coach doesn't come to you and say, hey, do, do, do running backs matter? And you get to give a, a philosophical speech about that. It's about actually figuring out how you're going to help the team win. So I love that. What advice would you give to competitors this year? Given this uh, this prompt, I don't know if I want to like give anything away because I'm really excited for this one. But I think it is it is something that you can go a lot of different ways with. And I think I know that the tracks are separate, but I think like you guys had mentioned, evaluating something for from a gambling standpoint, is, it's really just changing that outcome variable, and you're still evaluating football. It's just in a, a little bit different of a way. So I think you know whether you want to do one track or not. I think kind of just diving into the actual analysis and then maybe picking a track later, or if you're allowed to be entering both tracks, yep. um, you can enter both tracks. It's available to you. Yeah. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's even better because I think they can be extremely related and it's just kind of framed in a different way. So I think even if you don't have experience betting or, you know, you're on the betting side, but don't have as much football experience, you can still kind of bridge that gap really, really easily. Cause it is effectively all looking at the same thing. Right. That's why these worlds have blurred and you have football teams that ask the casinos for advice sometimes and, and vice versa. So there's definitely overlap there. And uh, you said a couple of important things. You can enter both tracks. So once you enter, the data is the data and you can go wherever you want from it. So please, anybody who's interested, don't feel like you have to be pigeonholed one way or another. This question about gambling lines, you know, we ask should. We ask what, how much should it changed the line. And there are a couple of ways that you could look at that, right? You could look at that in terms of how much did the actual results play out differently, or you can look at things a little bit more forward looking, maybe a little bit grayer when you look at it that way, but maybe more appropriate. I think we'll see reasonable minds disagree about that. So some really good things. And I will say you might've given some advice earlier unwittingly to your competitors because uh, you did mention that next gen did the route combination, their version of that question a couple of years ago. So I would certainly recommend anybody who's looking into this question, you're going to be given different data. It's, it's a, a different approach to understanding the route combination data. However, there'll be some really interesting approaches that I think people can build on from there. And I'm excited about that as well. All right, let's wrap up with one question for Zach Feldman, and we'll make it a little fun one. We got a few months to go before the start of the NFL season, but that doesn't stop us. What's your bold prediction for the 2021 NFL season? So it might be a little bit of a homer prediction, but I think uh, the Bears win the NFC North and Justin Fields, you know, whether where, whenever he ends up playing, um, I think leads them to the to a division title. That's very much a homer prediction. We know the owner of SIS, John Dewan, will like that prediction. That's for sure. Zach, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, a lot of fun. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Off the Charts podcast. If you want to learn more about the SIS Analytics Challenge, check out our announcement on Twitter and our company website, as well as LinkedIn, and our blog post on the Sports Info Solutions blog. 
For Matt Manicharian, Zach Feldman, and our producer, Justin Stein, I'm Mark Simon. Stay safe and stay well. <laughs>